For over 10 years, we've been bringing you killer metal music and frank discussions about heavy metal. Wait, who the hell is Frank? You are tuned into MSR Cast, brought to you by Mainstream Resistance. Here are your hosts, Kerry the Metal Geek and Sean the Metal Pigeon. Keep it metal. This is James Avera from Hellstar and Sabbath Judas Sabbath. Rock out with your geek out. Welcome, my friend, to episode number 279 of MSR Cast, your heavy metal podcast. Weird long break there. I am one of your hosts. I am Carrie the Metal Geek, along with... Sean the Metal Pigeon. How are you, man? Very good. Yeah. You've been meddling it up? You know, as much as I can. Yeah. yeah. We always uh, we always say we're not going to take time away from the show, but yeah. life fucking happens. Yeah. Life changes on, on my part, um, but we're here to bring you some new metal. It hasn't been that long, has it? been like a month okay it's been a long time yeah <laughs> um you know i went on vacation and a uh, new job all this it, everything sort of hit at one time you know right. what i mean yeah so all good stuff though yeah it's better good stuff than bad stuff no that's good but i've been listening to a lot of metal yeah and <laughs> that's it's good right we're gonna talk about some of these new releases that we might not even play well we're definitely not gonna play them on this episode but um, been a lot of new promos I've been checking out, and we're gonna play stuff from a few of them tonight. Um, some big name bands might have dropped a new album. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Um, we can talk about that. Um, we can talk about some upcoming concerts we're gonna be we're going to be seeing. Yes. Did we ever speak about the uh, Carcass show that we we went to? No. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe it's been it has been a long time then. Yeah. So we went to the Carcass, uh, Municipal Waste, Sacred Reich, and who's the other band? Oh, jeez. Um, Creeping uh, Death. Creeping Death. From right, right. Uh, Denton, Texas, actually. Yeah. Not too far from here. Um, they were great. Let's talk about. Did you see? Did you see Creeping Death? Did you yeah. get there in time? Okay. Yeah. I thought they were great. They're a, a killer uh, mashup of like, you know thrash metal and death metal and that um you know dri style yeah well i guess what municipal waste sort of does too but they're more party right party band municipal waste is total party these guys are more you know in your face in your face yeah yeah serious i mean i i i thought creeping death were really fun live really punchy yeah uh, it was really fun watching the bassist just jump all over the stage and stuff, which <laughs> is my my overall impression of them. Wasn't the singer um, wearing like a Beastie Boys shirt or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I give him respect for that right there. Yeah, it was a great show because like all you know, from Creeping Death to to um, Sacred Reich, every band was had was different. Yeah, it was it was a real like mishmash of different things. So I, I think Creeping Death is probably one of my new favorite crossover bands, crossover thrash bands. Yeah, I'd like to see them again. Yeah. Um, it was cool to finally Unfortunately see Sacred Reich. Because I think, oh, yeah, you think the name, you're like, oh, it's Metallica base. It's not. Well, the, I, but I'll tell you what, their name is better than Sacred Reich, where I was looking at their shirts going, yeah. do I really want to wear a Sacred Reich shirt? And yeah. I and I, I was really impressed with their show, too. I li- I've always liked Sacred Reich a lot, but yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, some of the merch was a little. I was like, I didn't buy a shirt. That's a name where it's like you can tell they figure they they got that name when they were like seventeen, right? And they just didn't think about it too yeah. hard, and it's like, ah, oh, dudes. Because like on stage, they're just a bunch of old hippies. Oh yeah, preaching, literally preaching in between songs about peace and love, peace and love, and thrash metal, and they're yeah. you know guys in their late fifties, you know, and and they they were so good, it was so fun. But I, yeah, just my just, first time I'd ever seen them too. I've somehow I've I've never seen Sacred Reich in my in my whole life of going to concerts. I just don't think they've ever really come here that much. Maybe not. Yeah. And then after them. With well, a band, you know, I wasn't really that excited for. I mean, I, I've, I've listened to Municipal Waste, but holy crap, these guys were on fire. Yeah. And it changed my opinion on them. Like, like during the first song, I'm like, oh, wow, these guys are fucking great live. They're a great live band. I, this is my, like, my third time seeing them, I think. Really? And every time it's, yeah, it's always what you see. It's like the pit goes nuts. Oh, Everyone's yeah. really into it. I, uh, at, at the one point, the singer, um, what, what did he call it? The, uh, the, the, but we, he, so there was a kid in a battle jest vest, like right near the front. And he, he, he challenged the entire audience that were up there to put this kid up and don't let him fall for an entire song. Oh, see, yeah, safely pass him around the. Uh, they, he called it something. I can't remember what it is now. Daycare, um, like mosh pit. Like daycare. mosh pit daycare. That was it. <laughs> mosh pit daycare. That'd be a great band name too, right there, um, or like an album title for them for sure. But man, these guys, they're so much fun, and yeah, there's just something about them. Uh, you, you know, before I'm like, oh, beer party, blah blah blah. I'm like, I don't, that's not my. That's not really my thing, but right. man, they 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 know how to play a, a forty minute set with like fifty songs. And it was like a <laughs> Monday night, right? What it, it was like a weekday. It was night. like a Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So it's like you know, every anytime you can rally that kind of energy on like a weekday, yeah, it's always for impressive. sure. I actually thought, in a way, I mean, and Carcass was cool. It was my second time seeing Carcass. First time ever seeing Carcass. Oh, really? Yeah. You, you weren't at the 2008 metal I, when they headlined that? I don't think so. Um, I must have been out of town or something, because I was not there. Yeah, there was them, and I think right before... I can't remember who it was before them anyway, but um, it was cool to see them, but I actually think the bill kind of worked against them, because having Municipal Waste before Carcass... Mm. It actually sort of like the energy sort of was zapped out of the crowd. Everyone was a little tired, and um, Carcass is more of a stay in place kind of yeah. You know, they're I, band anyway. I wanted to I wanted to say boring, but they're not boring. They they just, just don't they just don't move around. Their a lot stage, on stage presence is less right. In uh, I'm trying to think of a nice way to say it. Yeah, like you said, they don't move around much. They have a nice stage set up and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, it, it sort of feels like they're going through the motions. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I just kind of chalk that up to like they're older, and they've been but, doing but, it for but a while. But that's just yeah. the way they. I mean, that's honestly the way I remember them way back in in '08 mm. of just kind of being like that Megadeth, stay in place, yeah, just play and sound really good. It's like they sounded really good. No, they did. Um, vocals they, were great. They, to, you know? they played Necroticism. And yeah, they played. They were playing stuff all around their their career. Yeah, which I thought was great. Yeah, I mean it, it was a good set. Because I really, was, I really liked those last couple of releases, like Surgical Steel. And yeah, the last one not as much as that, but yeah. But you know, before the show, I actually listened to that album, and I was like, oh, it's not bad. I don't know why I didn't listen to it that much yeah. when it first came out. I think it just got lost in the shuffle. But yeah, it. Um, uh, 
it's one of those bucket list bands you I guess you yeah. want to check off, you know. So I was excited to go to it. Um, yeah. Who else is coming up that we're uh, going to go see live? Well, possibly, and I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure I'm going to make it to this one, but it, Moonspell is going to be here on Friday. That's correct. Yeah. Um, they're they're touring with for part of the tour. It's uh, uh, Ocean of the Slumber. Yeah. And this band Elaine that we're gonna they're gonna play in a few minutes actually, and Ventersea. Yeah. Uh, who I just got the promo. The album comes out Friday as the 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 day of the show that the album comes out. Yeah, I've, um, I've been aware of Ventersea. I've heard them before. The promo is actually really good. Maybe yeah. we'll maybe we'll play something. Yeah. We'll figure that out. Um, but I want to uh, play something from one of the opening bands, Elaine. Um, I didn't know who these guys were before this tour announcement where I knew yeah, I've heard the name, but I never listened to them. So I went and checked them out a little bit. Um, I really liked what I heard. It's um, <clears throat> very epica in nature, uh, very technical, very heavy at times. A lot of uh, brutal vocals from um, the, the, the guitar player, yeah. is Ricard Ekberg. They're, they're a, a Swedish band. Um, no ABBA covers that I know of. I mean, how can you be a Swedish band and not do ABBA covers, right? Well, maybe they they'll they'll get there, bust it out, yeah. They'll get they'll get there in their career. Um, but the new they have a new album coming out called "We Shall Remain." It comes out in July, but they have an EP out right now. Uh, they're going to be they're on Atomic Fire Records, which uh, they've been putting out a lot of good stuff recently. So we're going to get into a track from the upcoming album. It's called "We Are Legion," and uh, if you have a chance to check these guys out live. Um, with the Moonspell, Ocean of the Slumber, Ventersea, Elaine tour, I I highly recommend. I'm looking forward to seeing Moonspell do a headline set. Yeah, because they're going to be pulling from their entire career. Right, which is, I think will be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be a good time. And uh, okay, well, and on that note, let's go. Let's check out Elaine. This is uh, We Shall Remain. <laughs>
Welcome back. That was uh, Elaine. Julia Louis Dreyfus. I thought that was the name of the band. <laughs> With uh, We Are a Legion from the Never Forget EP. That's right. Um, yeah, I mean, they're a good band. Yeah. It's it's mixing kind of symphonic, you know, symphonic elements with the melodic death metal, and you know, it's yeah, it's it's it is epica like. Yeah, um, for sure. Her tone is a little bit deeper than Simone Simmons, so mm-hmm. I, that's where I kind of find the difference. I thought she did like guest work for Therion. I was looking it up, and I don't think she did, but um, I I don't know. I know her from some project somewhere. Her name is uh, Madeline Elaine. Lindstrom? Yeah. Maybe I'm get maybe it's a Lindstrom that's throwing me off. There was a Lindstrom who did some stuff for Therion. But uh yeah, good good band. Lives in. She did something with them. Yeah. Um I'm looking at guest stuff. Yeah, nothing that would maybe the new uh Nano War of Steel. That could be yeah, that could have been it too. Northgard, uh Rimfrost. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> that's that's a, a, a don't don't Google that term, Wimfrost. <laughs> um, opera Diabolicus, maybe I don't know. Yeah, looks like she's had some guest stars, guest roles on different things. Man, speaking of that new Nana War of Steel, dislike to false metal. There's some weird shit on that album. Yeah, there's always weird shit on their albums, but yeah, yeah, it's the um, like Demi Boogie. Yeah. Um, the power of emodium is a pretty damn good power metal song, though. I mean, you know, there there's talent there. I mean, it's just it's just how how much schlock uh, yep. humor can you take? You know, I mean, when one of your lines is "I'm just a poor boy with a diarrhea about." I, yeah, it's just like one of those things you listen to for a laugh, and then it's sort of like this new Angus McSix album. You know, this Tom. I listened to the new project. Angus McSix. Okay, yeah, let's it go just, there. Freaking hell! Like you know, you like that first song is actually pretty good, right? And then the next track, I believe, was "Laser Dinosaur," and I'm just like, I'm in my car and I'm listening to this, and I'm going, "Don't insult my intelligence. That's enough." And I tried to, I had to switch it off. I listened to the rest of it later, but like, it's not bad. I just mean, it stuff is what that's it is. so dumb where you're like, you feel like I'm wasting my time listening to this shit. And that first song on the album was so damn good, like just a great soaring power metal song. And then the rest of it was just sort of mediocre. I think Sieb from uh, Odin Oregon um, right. was the producer. He handled a lot of the songwriting. So there was quality behind it, but it has that kind of overdriven synth sound where it's like, I don't know, that Beast in Black sort of like dancey synth crap that I... I'm starting to get really annoyed. I thought you with, loved that stuff. I, I, I like it when it's done right, but I don't like it when it's used as a crutch like this. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and you know, the thing that bums me out is I kind of like Thomas Winkler as a singer. I think he has an interesting tone. But, man, he's... What's his name? Thomas Winkler. It's not Angus McSix? Well, yeah. I mean, that's oh, I guess that's what he wants to be known. You spoiled it, man. But, um... Sorry, I, if, you, if you didn't know, spoilers. I do think that Glory Hammer is better off with... Uh, Without him, so I think uh, my co-host Dave is going to go see Ailstorm and Gloryhammer next week together. Yeah, that's that's something. Is that in Austin? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, there's a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff we're not going to say about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, I was going to say one of the songs. 
on the new Nanowaros deal. It's called Chupacabra Cadabra. Um, there's, I was listening to it. I was at the gym one day working out and I was listening to this album. I'm like, oh, it's, it's pretty good. The song, I'm like, okay, at the very end. It goes into Dayenu. Do you know what Dayenu is? Uh-uh. Dayenu is a traditional uh, Jewish uh, folk song that it, it sang. Um, it, it's very catchy. It's always been a catchy thing. I remember remember from my, my childhood a lot. But I'm like, why are they? And then it's like Dayenu Sanchez. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it's weird, but interesting at the same time. I'm huh. like, okay. Um. All right. I know that track. And where where was this at? Where, where? this is on the uh, Nana War of Steel album? Okay, I have to go back and listen. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll play it during the break. Okay. Yeah. You'll be like, okay, I'll play you the original. You'll the original traditional. Yeah. Uh, him. Um. Basically, it, it, Dianu means it, is it enough? It's enough, you know. Right. It's it's a whole thing. Um. In the Jewish lore, but yeah, Nana War of Steel, Angus McSix. I mean. I can listen to that stuff, but there's only so much. Yeah, but when it's, I mean, you know, with Glory Hammer, there's like actually some kind of craft and and real skill behind that songwriting. Um, with this, it's just sort of like a lot of the album felt really dunderheaded. So I was, my patience for it was very thin. So, so one of the bands I really want to uh, talk about, and I'm excited to play um this band i've been looking forward to this new album it's called uh air not meant for us and the band is called fires in the distance i really really liked their 2020 album called echoes from deep november um but man they guys took it up a notch on this album it's melodic death doom metal they're actually on prosthetic records which uh it's i I haven't really followed the lyric label that much recently but Mm -hmm. it seems like a different style of band for them to have on their label um they're these guys are from connecticut but this is it's like mixing like melodic death doom swallow the sun paradise lost uh all that kind of stuff just thrown into a yummy fucking blender it's like a it's like an energy shake it's, yeah, very very paradise lost influence going on uh yes and no um i would say more like Swallow some, but their their guitar tone is a little bit brighter. Right. Yeah. Um. I really really like the guys these guys, and I like the a lot of the um keyboard and piano work that they put into like not just like an afterthought into the track, but it it, it complements everything perfectly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. These these guys are going to go somewhere. I think. Uh, I would like to see them live. I want to see them do a tour. Because it's like, you always think of bands like this, you're like, oh, a band like this will never tour. But, I mean, just in the past week, like, Harry Carey for The Sky was here. Yeah, I and heard it's about like, that. It's like all these weird bands you never thought would be touring are touring right. now, which is great. I would love to see a tour uh, with Fires in the Distance with somebody. Uh, with being on prosthetic records, it might happen, you know? Yeah. But the album is called Air Not Meant For Us. It came out uh, last week. Um, amazing album cover, r- really beautiful painting. It reminds me of like minimalistic logo is in the corner and the, in the purpose of, of the album cover is the artwork. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very. Yeah. Like the, that like, like aesthetic. the last bloodbath type of stuff, you right. know? Yeah. Um, 
such a great album. Uh, we're going to play a, a track. It's one of the shorter songs on the album, of course. Um, it's called Wisdom of Falling Leaves. Uh, check it out, and we'll be back in just a few minutes.
welcome back to the show, everyone. Um, that was Crouton right there with the Queen. And then, not Crouton? <laughs> I mean, I think they wanted to be pronounced Cruaken. Cruaken, okay. I, I'll go with that. They're a, um, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people already know who they are, but very uh, legendary folk metal band from Ireland. Um, one of the few Irish metal bands that are, I would say, internationally renowned. Sure. Um, I, something about this album. I mean, I, this is a band that I, I've always been aware of just vaguely, and I've yeah. listened to them before. But this is the first album that really um, made me sit up and take notice. And, and it's like, a, it's not perfect. There are some songs that are kind of like, eh. But for the most part, this it's been the album I've been coming back to again and again, and that uh, that it's definitely been on heavy rotation. For I'm gonna me have last to month. check out the full album. I've only heard the one track that you picked, which yeah. um, I liked. It's very um, Irish folk, uh, but like Renaissance fair. Yeah, it has way. that vibe to it. Yeah. yeah, it does. But it's heavy though. Yeah, uh, it looks like you know. Um, a lot of their stuff is uh, Tolkien based. Yeah, yeah. They well, they because they a long time ago, uh, around the time Mythitin was around, they were what were they called? Um, Minas Tirith. They were Minas. Yeah, Minas Tirith. Yeah, and um, that's yeah. not a Tolkien name at all. Yeah. So um, they do infuse a lot of that in the lyrics. I don't know. If, I can't. I couldn't tell if this album had that going for it. I don't think it so did. Apparently, Kruachan is. Was the capital of the Middle Ages Irish Kingdom of Connacht. It's hmm. also a very important site in Irish mythology. Yeah. That makes there sense. There you go. Um, I guess they were originally more black metal and they became more melodic, folky. Yeah, they've been sort of on this folk thing for a long time. Um, at least as far back as I can remember, it seems like. They sound good. I liked them. The yeah. new album's called The Living and the Dead. And it looks like every track on the album is the something. Right. Like yeah. the living, the queen, the Hossaworn. Uh so I guess a lot of uh you know, lyrical based tracks that yeah. are and a good amount like of instrumental there's driven. some instrumental stuff on there too that's really good. But yeah, it's just a great cohesive listening experience, yeah. I like when you look up the band members and the the third thing that the uh, the vocalist plays is the banjo. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> and they have a full time violinist. You know, right? Yeah. All right, you got me. Oh, drummer, drums, percussion, and hand clapping. Yeah. See, that's what was cool about seeing um, Elevati live. Oh, it's man, just I that wish I got to see that. To show. see all those different instruments played live. Yeah. You know, first time I ever saw someone play the harp live. I was like, oh. I've never seen a hurdy gurdy play live. Or a, yeah, well, I I, I seen when video I saw them people. first time I, they played the hurdy gurdy, but uh, okay, I've never seen them before. Yeah, they had all these other instruments on stage too. So, and uh, so before Kuruchan, Kurakin, Kurakin, Kurakin was uh one of my top albums definitely of the month uh fires in the distance the air not meant for us um progressive doomy deaths it's really fucking immersive uh emotive it's intense and and really beautiful uh but dark it has like a really sick um like a dense sound yeah like a it's really really good if you like uh, bands like Paradise Lost, Sentence, Typo Negative, Swallow the Sun, Amorphous, all that stuff that I really love, you're going to find something to really dig in these guys. And right now they're on Bandcamp. Um, 
you can get the new vinyl for like 26 bucks uh and it's from it ships from the u.s so you don't have to pay a lot of <laughs> of shipping cost you know yeah it's like four or five bucks yeah, not a bad deal. Twenty six dollars for a vinyl. CD is fourteen. Yeah. Digital is ten. I would. I, I definitely recommending to uh, definitely support these guys. They also have another band called Archaic Decapitator. <laughs> yeah, probably a little bit different than this. Yeah. but <laughs> just I'm guessing. But yeah, I, I really really like these guys. I hope they tour. I would like to see them tour. Was like an amorphous or. A band that I'm playing later, Shores of Null. Um, I I really wish that that Shores of Null is opening up for Draconian and Swallow the Sun in Europe. If they could bring that tour here, yeah, it'd be amazing. I would love to see Draconian live. Um, I can never get tired of seeing Swallow the Sun live, no matter what. Man, all the stuff I've read recently about the the amount of costs going up for, or they could be going up for U.S. Ba- for European bands coming, it's like that's really uh, something you don't want to think about. But I don't. That's why you see the bands that you want to see when you can. Yeah, it's. I, I hope I hope that crap doesn't happen. Hopefully, that doesn't actually go through. Um, let's talk about a couple. Uh, another band we're going to go see next weekend. We're taking the pilgrimage away from Houston to Dallas to go see the mighty Halloween with Hammerfall opening. Very few bands can drag me to Dallas. I know. <laughs> I you know, with my new work schedule change, I've been offered or I've been talking about think or thinking about more going to the Emperor show. Oh I yeah. Seen, I haven't seen them since like what was it, nineteen ninety nine, the last time they played here in, yeah. in Houston. So it's been a long time. Well, that, that shows like in June, though. Yes, right? it's in it's June. Like a month, yeah. So I'll have a month later. I, it's a it's a weekday, right? That was my issue before with my previous job. It would be way more difficult to take a weekday off. But right now, yeah. maybe not as much. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I would love to go see them, but uh, yeah. So I'm going to go see Hammerfall. They're they're headlining in Houston the night before. They're headlining. They're playing the um, the ballroom, the small small room at Warehouse Live. Right, yeah. Which I've seen, I've seen Catatoni and Devin Townsend in that room. Sound is better than the the main cavernous room. Yeah, it is. Um, the last time I saw a Hammerfall when they they headlined was at Scout Bar, and there was only maybe hundred ish people there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing them. They're they're one of my favorite bands. So seeing them two days in a row is not going to bother me at all. I'm probably going to skip. The Friday show and just yeah, yeah, and I can see it because it's you know it's a venue I don't like and I'm gonna see them the next day. I'm just sort of like all right, just, Not, just no, I yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't fault you on that. I, yeah. It's fair. Um, yeah, I, I but I think I'm gonna take up. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I have to, man. Um, so has the Halloween the Halloween tour has it started yet? Um. That's a. It's two weeks out, or well, less than two weeks out. I'm yeah. surprised. Are, wonder, they, I'm, are they starting somewhere down here? I want to. I wonder what the uh, set list is going to be like. Uh, yeah, probably. I need to take a look at that. They'll probably start listening next week. Right. Um. Yeah, it looks like the last was Masters of Rock. So they haven't start really started their American tour yet. Um. 
Yeah, they're, they're playing May 5th in Germany. But just looking at like the Master of the Rock stuff, I'm looking to see, um, okay, so best time from the new album. Um, that's pretty much it from the new album. There's a definitely a different set list. I mean, they're only, they only play like 11 songs there, but yeah. Yeah. You Headlining, really... they're going to play. When I saw them in Chicago, it was a full like two and a half hour set. Like 20 it, songs or it something. It was amazing. Yeah. Masters of Rock, you can't really take anything from that set, I, I don't think. Yeah. Festival set list are right. a little bit different. Um, well, here we go. Here's a full headline show. They played 17 songs. Um, best time from the new album, uh, Mass Pollution and Skyfall. Looks like three songs from the new album. Uh, three of my favorite songs yeah. from that album. So, no, Mass agreed. Pollution is freaking awesome. It is. So is Skyfall. I love that song. Yeah. I play that song. Uh, it's an official DLC from Ragnarok that I play in my VR. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. I've actually reached out to those guys uh, that produced that game. If you have any kind of VR headset, you got to check out Ragnarok because it's a rhythm-based Viking ship heavy metal game. <laughs> it's amazing. There's Blind Guardian. There's all kinds of like folk metal. And I think Crew Chain might be on there. A uh, bunch of different bands. Like they've had, they released Epica. But the cool thing about it is. It's uh, fully upgradable, so you could download songs from websites, and then they make it really easy to to upload new tracks into the game. It's so much fun. It's a good workout. It's one of my favorite workouts that I do. It's really cool. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to the Halloween tour. Any other tours coming up? Um. Oh, we got to talk about the DT. Uh, the DT. The DT tour. Okay. Dream Theater and Devin Townsend. Yeah, okay, let's talk about this. And, uh, who's the opener? Uh, this is the first I'm hearing of this, so. Well, you haven't heard about this? No. I, it's at the, uh, Sugarland Financial Center, actually. Huh. I'm looking it up right now. I can't remember the opening band, um. Are they co-headlining? I don't know if they're co-headlining. Dream Theater at the Smart Financial Center? With wow. Devin Townsend. That is a big Animal, venue. The Animals as Leaders is the headliner. I mean, the opener. I'm sorry. Oh, wow. Okay. The, it looks like it's something they're going to be doing every year called the Dream Sonic Tour. Huh. So Dream Theater headlining every year and... Uh, sort of like their own Gigantor or something. Sort of, yeah. I'm going for Devin, of course. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of his new logo, if you can see it. It has like a weird fire thing in it on the eye. It's... The font looks very plain, in my opinion, but not going there. I'm excited to... I haven't seen Dreams here in a long time, to be honest. And we're going to probably buy nosebleed seats, because if you've been there, it's not that bad. Um, just to be, just to get on a little cheaper. I mean, it just depends on whether they have the very top section closed off. Or, no, it'll be open. Okay. Because if it's like the, if like the nosebleeds are like the mid tier, that's like a pretty good view. Oh really? Um, yeah, I mean every view will be good, but when you, if you're all the way up there, that you know you're looking at someone who's pretty small. It's a it's a taller venue than you think, I guess. So what do you think about um, the baby metal um, desk clock tour? I mean, I think that that's cool. I think it'd be cool to see baby metal more than death clock, really. What? 
Yeah. I, opposite. I mean, totally opposite. I've seen, and I've seen Death Clock before. I saw them when they played with, I think it was Ministry or somebody like that at the the Verizon. And it was fun. It was great. I think that Baby Metal would be more of a spectacle live. Mm. Um, yeah, but I, I don't like Baby Metal. That's my, yeah. th- but that's my, that's me. You know, I just sort of think of them as just like a heavy J-pop group. You know, I, I could th- do that. I don't think of them as like a metal band, really. Yeah. Is there any other tours coming through that you're excited for? No, I mean, I have not really looked past Halloween. <laughs> I know Ugly Kid Joe is playing here next week. Oh yeah, we're at <laughs> uh, the uh, Rise Bar, no nope. Rise Club. No, nope. no, nope. <laughs> I've been there before. Yeah, yeah. It's it feels like now all the bands that couldn't tour for so many years, it, everything is like sort of hitting at once. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um. It's 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 interesting. I'm looking up Houston for metal shows. Um, the um, the only tours that I can think of that uh, I was marginally thinking about was like the Guns N' Roses tour that's coming up. Oh, really? And um, uh, there was someone else. I saw Aerosmith is going to tour. I've never seen them live ever. And this probably be the last tour ever. Yeah, I heard about that. Oh, yeah. Chemist is coming um, Friday, May 12th. May 17th is Obituary at White Oak. Dark Funeral is at St. Wait a minute. Dark Funeral is playing That's the same night as Obituary? Oh, really? Yeah. Two different clubs. Where are they playing? Uh, looks like Obituary is playing White Oak and Voivo- uh, Dark Funeral is playing the Ballroom at Warehouse Live. And Voivod is playing Saturday at White Oak. I would love to see Voivod. It's like a 40th anniversary tour. Yeah. Um. Wait a minute. Here's saying... This website is wrong, because now it's saying obituary is May 24th. I don't know who to believe anymore. I don't know. Obituary, immolation, ingrown, and someone else. Oh, yeah. Havoc is coming. I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind seeing them. I know our friends in uh, Wolf's Call are being opening that tour. Huh. Uh, oh, yeah. What about the uh, Max and Igor Cavalera are doing the first two albums? They're oh, going to be playing with Exhumed. That's pretty that's cool. interesting, yeah. I did not know Neoblivious Caris was coming either. Yeah, I heard they have um, their singers and be sitting that tour out. Really? Something problems or something. So they're getting the guy from, uh, 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 it, I think it's a band uh, we've covered, we talked about them in the show. But um, yeah, they're having someone fill in for the vocals. There, I know I would have gone, I would have liked to gone to Austin a few times recently because I want, uh, Hiken is playing or Haken. Yeah. Um, I always call him Hiken for some reason. Um, and I know, uh, who else just played there? Riverside just played there a few weeks ago. Oh, Black Crown Initiate James Dorton's going to step in on vocals. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. <clears throat> yeah. He's a nice guy. I just saw him. He's not in Black Crown anymore. So. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think so. There's a whole thing because I saw them last year with an uh, Omnium Gatherum and um, who else was on that tour? 
uh, Elysian. That's who it was. Yeah. Hmm. Good stuff. Um, let's get into the next band before we talk about some new releases. Um, I want to talk about the new Shores of Null. Have you heard about this band yet? I've listened to the album, yeah. They've been around for a little bit. I've heard... It's one of those bands I've heard the name. They're an Italian melodic black doom metal band. Yeah. Um, I've heard about them for a long time. This is like maybe their fourth album, but holy crap. This album has just pulled me in and grabbed me. This is my... It's literally it's in my top five most listened to albums right now. Um, if you like a dark, depressive... Um, swallow the sun meets like amorphous vocals with heavy vocals sometimes, but with like a cure type of um element to it. Yeah, I I really fucking love these guys. Um, I they're that's they're touring with uh Draconian and and swallow the sun, which makes sense. Right. Yeah. But um, yeah, this is something that just sort of has grabbed me and every. It's it's one of my favorite new releases right now, but the album is called The Loss of Beauty, um, and we're getting in, into a track called Darkness Won't Take Me. The, the chorus in this track is just so catchy and so much fun. I really, really dig these guys a lot. Um, so I want to let you guys check it out, and uh, we'll be back right after this and discuss it a little bit more. <laughs>
to the show and that tasty band was <laughs> a godiva as in the godiva chocolate. chocolates or godiva or it's probably godiva maybe or when godiva you, when you, when you godiva. spell your name uh, the same as a famous chocolatier yeah right world famous chocolatiers and you're gonna get a little bit of um, mispronunciation this is uh this is one of those promos that i was i was sent and uh, we're we're going to start doing a little bit more of that type of stuff as well. But I, I really like this these guys. Um, very, uh, it's weird. Like the album cover, it's sort of like, like the Last Supper in heaven, but they're having an orgy type of, with blood. <laughs> yeah. You, you looking at it? Yeah. It's a little weird. Um, but... Man, the song Media God, we watched a video earlier. It's pretty cool. Cool video, too. Yeah. Um, and that's saying something from the Metal Pigeon here. Yeah, well, I, I just like, I just, it's always refreshing when, a, when like, uh, especially like a black metal leaning band does something different. Sure. And instead of, you know, like being and hanging out in the woods and all that <laughs> stuff, they do, they have a different take on something. So, yeah, I, I appreciate that. These guys are still sort of independent, but it's a very, very well done, clean album. It's a, uh, if you like Demi Borgir, do you like Flesh God Apocalypse and that type of stuff? Um, Gothic melodic, melodic death metal with black metal uh, elements. I think you'll dig these guys. So I, I recommend checking out Godiva. 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 <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I wonder how you do say it. There's like those videos every watch. 
Like, how do you say this band name? Well, if you if you listen to this episode and you want to have something to remember, like, what was that band they were talking about? The Sink of the Chocolate. chocolate. Just the chocolate band. I'm looking them up on Google. I'm like, okay, so. That's such a amazingly blasphemous cover art. Uh, That's so great. (laughs) It really is, right? They're uh, they're a Portuguese band, too. Yeah. Very cool. Um, and before that was Shores of Null. Uh, we listened to a couple more tracks during um, that little break we took. Um, like I said, uh, really, really dig these guys. Um, yeah, the thing with Shores and like, there were there were bits in there. Yeah, you know, I could see what you were saying because there's stuff in there that's subtly catchy. Yeah, you don't. There you don't, are a lot of. You don't realize it's it's a hook until it's actually right in the middle. Yeah, of it, yeah. you know, very gothic elements in there. Um, it, it, it's like throwing all my favorite Death Doom bands into a blender, and this came out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so you throw a little amorphous in there, throw a little typo negative in there, throw a little swallow the sun in there, throw a little bit of like eighties, like you know, gothic synth stuff in there. It's it's all it all works really really well and I looked up the um, the label at Spike Rot Records and unfortunately to try to order this vinyl it, it was so far I haven't found a good place it was like twenty two dollars for the vinyl but like twenty two dollars for shipping I'm like oh. yeah it's a problem <laughs> it's a problem it really is yeah but I really 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 dig Shores of Null. Uh, let's talk about some, uh, new albums that have come out. Let's, let's talk about the new Overkill. Yeah. I mean, strong, stout Overkill record. Probably, <laughs> probably there's the, one of the stronger ones I've heard from them recently. Uh, I don't know. Something about this one just was immediate in terms of just, you know, kind of not. I mean, there's some really good it. tracks on here. Uh, Harder They Fall is really fun. Yeah. Um, that's uh, gotta be the best song on the album, I would say. It's it's catchy. It yeah. has that that gang vocal stuff with right. Dee Dee, and it's such it's such a fun track. That's the song. If I would have played that on this on this episode, that's what I would have played. Yeah. But are you are you are you a Overkill fan? Uh, no, I mean I I've just always been like a casual like yeah. I listen to them, you know. Um, you ever seen them live? I want to say yes, but I just can't remember when. Mm. But I, I think I have. They put on they put on a, a phenomenal show. They still I think, do. I don't think they were headlining though. I think yeah. The last time I saw them was the weekend before the pandemic hit. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. I went and saw Overkill, and like the couple days later, we went and saw Devin, and then like then two days later, it was like, oh, pandemic. You're like, oh shit. Yeah. I I can't remember who Overkill played with on that tour. Um. You didn't go to that one, did you? No. I'm looking that up because I know I saw them previously at Warehouse with like Symphony X. Um, that's right, Symphony X Overkill. Yeah, were you at that one? Wow, it was X Order. That's who it was. That's who tour. Was. Okay, yeah, last yeah. tour. Very cool. Um, yeah, I, I've always really dug Overkill. Um. I guess Bobby Blitz is a little. I guess his vocals can be polarizing for some people. Yeah, but I like him. I think he's a perfect fit for the band. They've always 
had great music. Um, Didi's bass lines just overpower in, in, in a great way. The music, um, they've always been just a, a high quality thrash band that I don't think gets the, re- the respect they deserve. They get overshadowed a lot by uh, by like Bay Area thrash and they're they're other, yeah. straight up New York hardcore thrash yeah. mix up. They're yeah New Jersey more specifically, but yeah. If you if you don't like Overkill, what are you really doing with your life? <laughs> <laughs> you might be listening to the new Metallica. That's what you're doing. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So I will admit. I was really interested in the new Metallica, and I've listened to it twice, right? Uh-huh. I haven't gone back to it since the initial first couple days. And here's one. Uh, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to let you speak your piece in a minute. It's not a bad Metallica album. I wish... This is the problem that they have. They could have done a little bit more self-editing. They tried to throw as many... And some of the riffs are really good. They tried to throw way too many riffs into some of the songs just because... They had this riff. We need to use it. Um, Lars actually sounds pretty good on this album. I seen him do some of the stuff live, and I'm like, okay, this dude, he's playing better now than he has in the past 20 years, and he's probably they're almost 60. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So something sparked him. Uh, horrible album title and horrible album cover. Uh, yeah. I'll just say that atrocious. Yeah, it's horrible. Um. But yeah, uh, it's not a bad album, and that's pretty good coming from me. Yeah, no, that's a pretty good review. <laughs> um, I, I I had no idea what to expect. In fact, I had just heard the only thing I had heard was Lux Eterna yeah. like, a long time ago, yep. and that's I not said, a bad song. And it's, I said, okay, like I'm gonna just no no more singles. I'm just gonna hear the album at once. Okay, so album day comes out. And I'm listening to this album, and those first three songs, especially that first song, that the title track. Um, what was a, uh, I think, t- well, I don't know if it first track was the title track, but the first three songs were, I thought like some of the best Metallica songs I've heard in the past 20 years. And especially wow. the first song, like I was genuinely impressed. And again, I, I totally agree. The, yeah, this it was the title track 72 seasons, easily the best song they've done in ages and shadows. That's Follow. the last one, right? Um, seventy-two seasons. That was the first song on the album. The no, first thing. Okay, and I know they did a, like a, a like a twelve or thirteen minute track at the end. Yeah, uh, in in, in uh, Marauder, and yeah. I actually like that one quite a bit. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff towards the end that's really good. The album hits a a couple duds in the middle. Yeah, like Sweepwalk My Life Away. That song sucks. <laughs> um, you must burn. I don't remember that being too wild about that one. But uh, if darkness had a sun, I thought that was interesting. It's it's fine. It, it it gets into that repeating a lot of the same stuff over and over. Yeah, and and again, I'll agree with you. Like this album is like eighty freaking minutes. Yeah, like ding dongs. Like trim it down to like fifty fifty minutes max. Yeah, Maybe preferably forty to fifty. Like, what's the matter with you guys? Have an editor. Self edit. Understand. Yeah, Self editing is very like, important. Just because it's been like. I don't know, five or six years since the album doesn't mean what you was have the to, last album? I don't even remember. Two thousand eight. Which was it? Hardwired. Oh, that, that album was horrible. Yeah, I so, mean, yeah. And uh, so I heard a track uh, from that album recently because they had like the Metallica channel on this on the on Sirius, 
I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, my God. I don't remember it being that fucking bad. I remember liking like one or two songs. Just the sound of it, the... And everyone was making a big deal about that super heavy song on the side, too, at the end. It was just... It's just kind it of felt, deal, That guys. album felt like it was phoned in. They weren't even trying. This album feels like they're trying. Well, and, It might and, be trying too hard is the issue. Like Some people on, for this album were talking about, like, oh, Lars's drum sound sounds weird. It's like, guys, just shut up. Just you guys can bitch about anything about Lars's drum sound. He's not a good drummer, but he's he sounds okay here. I don't really see what there is to complain about on he, this album in particular. Yeah, Lars is not the best drummer but he has i i will give credit where credit is done where is due he's not the weak link on this album that's for sure he's he's done some cre- some creative drum patterns in his life yeah uh, some memorable stuff too back especially back in the early days yeah i mean i still think no matter how many people how popular it is how long it is i think master of puppets is one of the most perfect thrash songs oh yeah yeah easily. hands down Still, I don't get tired of that song, which is weird because it's everywhere right now. Everybody knows it because of Stranger Things, and I don't get tired of that song still. Right. I but mean, I get tired of a lot of their other shit. Lars is fine on this album. He he does a, a decent, a, I would say even that time is a good job. The star of this album is James Hetfield. I mean, like these are like some of the lyrics on here are really good. His singing sounds really good. He sounds like fiercer than I remember him <laughs> sounding in a long time. And um, I have a quick little James Headfield aside. We, yeah. So we recently went on a cruise, right? And there we were on a Royal Caribbean, and there was a, a a pub on on the ship called the Duck and the Dog. Right, that's where we were hanging out. Um, that's where I could get like old fashions and all kinds of cool stuff. And they had this guy, this really cool guitar player. He would come in there uh, almost every night. He play his uh, acoustic style guitar, but he would play something and then he would record and then it would like dub over so he was making like the whole song by himself and he was doing you know a lot of popular rock stuff you know he was very good he did the monkeys at one point but one night with this, this other group of people were in there um they asked him to do like do you know any any heavy metal so they did and he did enter sandman right and um at the end of the song there was maybe like 10 other people in in the in the place i was like yeah I just just came out and the and the guy sitting at the other table just gave me that nod look. He's like, mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like that perfect okay, I me and you are the only person that know that joke right there. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was great. Um well, you know, and and he has that kind of Hetfieldian thing going on in this album. His his vocals have Raised in octaves, yeah. Over the past few albums, yeah. Which is weird. That's but, a strange thing. Um, he's. I mean, he's. I wish he would go back to the lower register. I think he was better there. Yeah, but, it it could just be like, just age thinning his voice out a little yeah. bit or something. No, but it's, I mean, he's like fifty nine or he, sixty. You know, he. I mean, I, I just thought he was. I just My thought his time reminder just went off. I just thought he was really interesting on yeah. this album, and like, he, I thought the fucking weak link on this album is Kirk Hammett. Kirk Hammett sucks on this album. <laughs> like, seriously, go back and listen to this album, and yeah. every single solo is just him uh, blasting that wah pedal yeah. on every solo. It's like you, you suck so bad, Kirk Hammett. Like, and I, I saw, I heard this interview with him, or I read this interview with him, this infuriating thing where he's like, the wah expresses my 
who I am. Like, that's why he uses it so much. And he's like, he was talking bad about like other types of soloing where you, you know, where it's just like more straight laced. He's like, I'm not interested in doing that. It's like, dude, you, you make good songs worse because your inability to step away from this overused trash ass pedal that like <laughs> yeah. in normal applications is a fine compliment to a guitar player, but you have run it into the ground and it's just like, why does every solo have to sound like that? You know, what it reminds me of this album. It reminds me of like on like all of the Bathory albums. Mm-hmm. Whenever Corthon would do a solo, it would sound like the exact same fucking solo every single time. That I mean, that's fucking Kirk Hammett. He's like he writes the same <sighs> shit, and he and he didn't used to do that, but um, but like post mid nineties, he just it's all wah wah yeah. wah. No, you know? Yeah, you're right. No, you're when you're right, you're right, and there's no there's no denying that. Uh, all right, let's move away from um, Metallica. Uh, is there any other new albums that have been catching your attention that we're not playing tonight? Um, you know, weirdly, I keep listening to that Uriah Heap album that came out like two months ago. Right, me too. Um, it's not exactly new, but it's good though. It's it's good. There's you know, and uh, that that Gatekeeper uh, yes uh, album. Um, not creeper, keeper. Gatekeeper, yeah. I saw yeah. them at Health Heroes. I saw them the day the new album came out, and I should have got the vinyl. They were great. And we played them on the last episode. We did play them on the I, last episode, yes. When I say I just, I have been listening to that album nonstop, it's it's like on constant rotation. So that is one of the ones. Also, that Keep of Callison album, I, I have. It's really good, right? One. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to the new Power Wolf a lot. Um, these guys are just fun. I listen to them. When I'm like when I'm working out on the on the treadmill. Um, but the, here's my thing about Powerwolf. A lot of the songs sound the same. Yeah, it it, it gets a little frustrating with them. Um, there's a lot of stuff I have not gotten into that I I, I need to listen to more, like the new Cattle Decapitation, uh, the new Dodheimsgar, like DHG, uh, the new Haunt is really good. I really like that. Um, I'm looking at, I made this list of my favorite jams when I went on the cruise. I'm like, hey, here's the playlist I'm going to listen to when I'm gone. So it has Ahab, The Notions, uh, Depeche Mode, uh, The New Enslaved, Haken, Hanging Garden, who we're going to play in a minute, Host, Insomnium, Mariana's Rest, Not Himmel. Um, that's something what it, it hasn't fully come out yet, but this promo I have been fucking loving the Not Himmel. Um, it's it, it's uh, former members of like in the woods. It, it's more blackened than some of the newer in the woods stuff, but it, it has that same vibe to it. Yeah, I'll play you a track, and we're gonna we're gonna pl- definitely play it on the next episode. Uh, the new Riverside. Yeah, yeah. The shores of Null, fires in the distance. Uh, I have on here the new haunt, uh, the Untusers. The new little, on two others. Sorry, that new Riverside album. I mean, I I don't know if this is like premature to say that, but nope. like, no, it's not. If, if the year ended today, it would be, I I I could see that album being my album of the year. Like that, I I don't know what it is about that record, but I I keep being pulled back to yes. it. And there's not a moment where I skip no. anything on that album. There- my only complaint about the Riverside album is I don't know the vocalist's name. I can't think of his name right now, but he's not the best lyricist. There's 
that long track toward the end mm-hmm. where he talks about Goog- like looking at stuff on the internet. I'm like, okay, that's a little weird. Yeah, but like even though the dumb, weird, awkward stuff in that album, <laughs> I kind of find is interesting because like even Stephen Wilson, like yeah, Porky, no, I get he, you. he would have lyrics where it's where you're kind of like, all right, that's kind of stupid. Um, I I, I definitely agree. The new Riverside and the new Haken are. I cannot stop listening to them. Right I need. Now. I still need to give the new Haken some listens. Uh, the new Grave Pleasures album. Have you heard them? Uh uh-uh. uh It's very eighties, um, like uh, sort of not synth, but like just eighties rock type of stuff, but a little bit darker. It's pretty good. Um, the new Grave Worm is actually. I've only listened to it once. It's pretty damn good. Um, I wish my my phone did a better job of organizing my newest you know lisa stuff that i'm listening to you know oh the countless skies resonance have you heard it yet uh so it's, it's remakes of older songs basically I, I have yeah i got the promo i listened to yeah. it once it was interesting it mm-hmm. was it sounded like them but the, yeah looking forward to a new album by those guys yeah uh i'm looking at my list right now of course the new enslaved um I have four token on here. We're about to play them in just a few minutes. Um, the Godiva, uh, Hanging Garden. Let's talk about Hanging Garden, my friend. Yeah, um, I have tried with this band a lot. I I have been a fan of these guys for a long time, and uh, I really like this new album. But there is one caveat for me: the songs are too short. Hmm. Most of the songs on the album are three, four, maybe the longest one is like six and a half minutes. They all need to be a little bit longer, a little bit more, I I don't want to say drawn out, but more expanded upon. Um, When you get into a a song that's like three and a half minutes, I'm like, that's not long enough. It's just not long enough for a band of this this, uh, caliber. And I really do like Hanging Garden a lot. I wonder if I, I never thought about the sh- the song lengths being a factor. I wonder if that's a, something I'm detecting when I'm listening to it. They're, I mean, they're one of my favorite melodic uh, doom band from Finland. Um, they've they've put out a prolific amount of of releases in the past few years. So. It's like the nature of their sound and the genre they're in needs yeah. longer songs. I, I agree. No, totally agree. Skeleton Lake that came out in 21 was like. In my top ten albums. Do you remember when in 2013 when the when um, the first Todd Latore Queensrÿche album came out? Yeah, and we were listening to it we're like, yeah, oh, this is pretty good. But you know what's wrong with it? These songs short. are too freaking short. Yeah, no, and like, totally. And like, it's a it's like a, such a rare criticism in metal because usually it's like you guys are going on too long, but like that that too short thing that can come into play too. It's not a yeah, it's it's a rare criticism, but it's a it's a valid one, I would think. Yeah, um, the element of like all like we talked about was like shores of null earlier all my favorite genres on this album a little bit more uh extreme moments on this album um i i really do like it i just wish it was the the tracks were longer that's my only complaint because like this is a great track oh, oh it's over already you know what i mean yeah i mean it's that's perfect three and a half minutes three minutes perfect for a pop song right um, you want in and out, you want it to be quick and poppy and, uh, all that kind of stuff. But there's something about this, this album, but let's get into it. And we'll, we'll let you guys make up your own decisions on it. Um, 
Sorry about that. People are somebody's trying to get a hold of me. Um, we're going to get into the title track from the album. It's called "The Garden," and this is the first track on the album. It's probably the long. It's the longest track, so that's why I picked it. So uh, enjoy, and we'll be back in a few minutes.
Welcome back, everyone. Uh, for token, is that correct? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, for token. Did that mean everybody, four people are toking off the same bong? What's going on there? <laughs> I don't really know what that word means, but um, it I know sounds... there, there was a video game that just came out called Forspoken. For, for token. For token, for spoken. A lot for of fours to- recently. Well, for took is a word, so for, to- for token. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I get it. I, I, I see what they're trying to do. Uh, same label as uh, your guys in uh, Fires in the Distance. That's true. You could order the vinyls at the same place. Prosthetic. Yeah. Surprisingly. I remember when Prosthetic first came out, it was all like metalcore stuff, but. Yeah. Yeah, these guys are a two-piece from Virginia. Um, doing, I don't know, like, I, I, I guess the thing that really attracted me to them is they have this kind of classic late 90s symphonic black metal sound yeah. that I find very comforting. So this um, should be two token if there's only two guys. Yeah. I mean, they, they honestly sound like that era Demi Bourgier, and I sure. kind of like that, that old, like, Enthroned Darkness Triumphant vibe they're putting off. So that I've been listening to this a lot because it's, I don't know, heavy nostalgia vibes, I guess, you know? Um, but really good album, uh, a little long, I'll, I'll say it's a, it's kind of a long album, could use a little trimming, but for the most part, it's a quality release and, um, yeah, black metal fans should be aware for token for real. The album's called triumphs. Yeah. Second album. Second album. Okay. They came out during the 2020 first album. Very cool. Yeah, I've never, I've, I've heard, I saw the name before. Oh, Hans Grossman was the drummer on this album. Oh, really? Yeah, I just looked it up. That's cool. I just saw him uh, playing drums with, uh, who was it? Was was Celtic Frost? Oh, that's well, yeah, sort of Celtic Frost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Triptychon, really, but right. you know, he's a great drummer, really. Yeah. Very cool. Um, all right. So before for token, we had Hanging Garden. Like like I said earlier, uh, really like this album. Um, I just wish some of the songs were more fleshed out a little bit longer. That's my opinion, though. Yeah. So what else is going on with uh, with met in the metal world that you wanted to talk about? Anything? Um, I mean, uh, I'm I'm keyed up for this Halloween show. Yeah. Uh, Next weekend, my friend. And uh, beyond that, I, I am have my blinders on. Really, um, this is a monumental event. You know, I, this is a band I never thought I'd ever get to see. You've never you've never seen them live. No, no. Oh my god. Yeah, just one of those bands where you just never think that you're going to get an opportunity to. So, yeah. I mean, I flew to the fucking Chicago to see them. So yeah, so that's what my next week's going to be is like be playing a lot of Halloween. I imagine. So yep. Yeah, I that's nothing wrong with that. I'm looking forward to it as well. I'm. Uh, Two of my favorite bands together on one bill. Yeah, I mean, always great on. to see Hammerfall too. Yeah, so, and I get to see Hammerfall twice in one weekend. I mean, come on. Yeah, <laughs> I hope they do for your sake like a diff- a totally different show for the uh, the solo headlining show. I, um, I hope so. I'm sure because I'm sure the the opening is not going to be as long. Right. But maybe probably 40, 45 minutes. Maybe. Yeah. But the headline show, yeah. New album came out last year. Last year, mm-hmm. and I haven't yeah. never, I haven't seen them perform anything from that. So right, yeah. It'll be fine. 
Yep. All right. So uh, this is the moment in the show. We have one more track we're going to play. Um, but let's talk about uh, wrapping up the show now. Uh, thanks again for uh, tuning in to episode number 279. Uh, we've been going a long time, my friend. Um, this is the 18th year of doing the show. Jeez. It's crazy to think that. Oh, my God. Um, so, uh, of course, you can find us on the internet at msrcast.com, our sister show, metalgeeks.net. Um, we're together on any place where you download your podcast. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Music. We're on all those cool places. And we're at MSRCast and at Metal Geeks on all the social medias. If you're on Facebook, check us out at face, uh, the facebook.com uh, uh, I think group slash Metal Geek Society. So just look for Metal Geek Society on Facebook. Um, we talk about music and video games and all kind of geeky stuff. If you're in Houston during the weekend of Memorial Day weekend, uh, Metal Geeks will be doing a live show on Sunday from Comic Palooza show floor. Uh, we were <laughs> going to be doing uh, a comparison of Dread versus Dread. We're going to talk about the Judge Dredd movie with Stallone <laughs> and then the Dredd movie with Carl Urban. It took me a while to figure that out. Like, what? And uh, Carl Urban just canceled. Oh, no. So we might stick with it. We might pull something else out of our butts, but we'll figure that out. Yeah, that sucked. I was really looking forward to meeting Carl Urban. Yeah. Um, Drockett, man. Just fucking Drockett. Well, I can't say fucking because Drockett is the same thing, but damn it. <laughs> I was looking forward to it, but he, he got a, he got something else came up. Yeah. That's all I can say. Um, but yeah, if you're in Houston, come check us out there at comic Palooza. Uh, we talked about doing our next episode. Uh, it's a specialty episode. Basically we're going to talk about our favorite metal vocalists that are not Dio Halford or Bruce Dickinson. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. We're not going to do the top three. Yeah. So that's going to be an exciting one. Yeah, that'll be I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Because I have I have some ideas, and I think some of our uh, some of our choices will probably overlap a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I. But I also think that we're going to have very different ideas on that too. And and I'm going at it as um, as traditional metal vocalist, not. Mm. Not anything, no growls, none of that type of stuff. Oh, okay, so, okay, yeah. Uh, keep it in that in that tr- trad metal right. genre. So, you know, Iron Maiden, Dickinson, Priest, and then Dio. You know what I mean? That yeah. type of that type of style. We can do the other stuff later. I think. Yeah, but yeah. I want to keep it sort of focused on that. But yeah, looking forward to see what your picks will be. Yeah. Um. So, what about you? Where can people find you? Uh, at the Metal Pigeon, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We'll see how long this whole Twitter thing lasts. <laughs> right. I'm I'm at the Metal Pigeon, so there's no anyone impersonating me. <laughs> Is are you uh, working on any, uh, any articles right now? Uh, I got a big reviews thing coming up with all these things I'm listening to, and uh, maybe some other things. I I've been working on a couple of different things at the same time. So uh, that's uh, uh, metalpigeon.com if you want to go see that. And that's it. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you again for uh, hanging out with us on this episode. We want to end this with an epic 10-minute track from this band called Lunar. 
who um, I don't remember how I discovered it. I know I got the promo somehow, but somebody was talking about them. Like, I'm going to go check them out. These guys are like a progressively heavy um, uh, sabotage, really. They're very comparable to that style of, um, I don't want to say Broadway, but theatrical Theatrical, style. Um, This track we're going to play is from the album called The Illusionist. Um, This is the title track called The Illusionist. It's 10 minutes. Um, and it features, vo- uh, um, uh, guitars from, uh, God, what's his name now? Um, hold on one second. Andy Gillian. I, why? Oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I m- m- couldn't remember his name, but. X, um, Morris Principium. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Um, so he's doing some guitar winkery on this track. It's a fun, it's <laughs> yeah. a fun, fun song. Uh, a little bit of heavy vocals from the, from uh, a, there's two vocalists on it, but their uh, their main vocalist, his his name is Chandler, reminds me of Zach Stevens so much. Yeah, very so, much. Check it out. Uh, this is Illusionist from the band Lunar. We'll be back on the next episode, and uh, as always, keep it metal and keep it Illusionist. Sure. All right. See you guys.
Geekazoids. Thanks for listening to another fine podcast brought to you by MSR Productions. All rights reserved, blah, 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 blah. For reviews, archives of our podcasts, and all your other metal geekery needs, please visit metalgeeks.net. Keep it geeky. Keep it metal.